so what we're seeing till now is that um, the thoughts are the thoughts are uh, are in a Kaddish Baruch Hu's, uh, um, um, uh, the actions are in man's in God's realm and the thoughts are in man's realm, right? Meaning, yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu uh, creates scenarios and what's up to you, what's in your d- domain, is how do you perceive things, right? So one of the things that we saw um, as of late in the Meashilach was this idea that Yaakov wanted to sit Bishalva. Yaakov wanted to sit um, and not put himself in situations where he had to, you know, uh, work on his perception. And God said, no, no, right? And it's very obvious in Parashat Bayeshev, right? There's so much word Shalom uh, re- re- regarding Yosef um, and his life that, uh, that, um, that, that you, you can see it. Bikesh Yaakov Leshe Bishalva, Right, right. It's like this, like reality of like because there is no shalva, then there will be shalom. Right. So shalom is not in a reality. Shalva is one sided. It's one sided. Shalom, and there has to be two sides. You can't have shalom bite if you don't have a wife. You don't have shalom bite if you don't have a wife. You can have shalva bite. Right. What is, what is shalva exactly? Shalva is uh, tranquility. Right. It's like it's like uh, it's like peacefulness. So there's no growth. There's no growth in that place. There's only place growth in a place of shalom, right? So when you say like shalom, I'm on a So it's only after yehi shalom bechelech, then shalva b'amenotach, right? If the shalom in chelech within within the inner chambers, then there will be shalva in the palace, right? But if there's no shalom in the inner chambers, then of course it won't be tranquility. Why, why, why would you? What's the like, shalom for you? Shalva for others. Right? If there's shalom by, if, I, if, I, if my, my wife and I have shalom by, then when you come to my house, there's shalva. But if you come to my house and there's no shalom by, what's going to happen? Huh? You're going to be so tense. You're not going to be at ease. You're going to be like, oh my god, I, oh my god, I can't be here. The, 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 the husband and wife have so many things they have to work out. When there's shalom then there's shalva Okay? So it says, says the Torah. Right? So it's only when you actually have shalom can you sleep. Right? And it's only Yaakov who's the first guy to sleep. And very much contrasted with Esav who doesn't sleep. And we've explored this. Right? That Esav is the one who shoves calories down his throat when he is dead tired. And Yaakov is the one that when he's dead tired, he goes to sleep. You can only go to sleep if you actually have shalom in your faculties. Can we talk about similar methods like in the Rav Kobra, like last year? Yeah, yeah. So it says like this, uh, it says like this, V'azeh ta'anot ha-shvatim ha-yosef ha-tzadik, ki gam hua ya mitnaeg et ha-tzmo b'midas ha-yira, v'azeh ne'emar b'midrash, sh'aya zav un kindoi min loi. Right, that he, Yaakov, the midrash says that Yaakov, Yosef looked exactly like Yaakov. Ha'inu she'emik ha-tzmo Yosef conducted his life with, with, with Yira and Anava. Yira and Anava. And when he had Yira and Anava, then he also, uh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, put himself in situations where there was a conflict. Right? Yosef, Yitzchak, had the, y- Yaakov had the midah of his father, Yira, and his own midah, Anava. Yosef had the midah of his father, Anava, and the, the midah of his grandfather, Yira. 
And therefore, he walked around and said, you know what? I'm not putting myself in situations. I don't want to put myself in situations that are comfortable. Let me go to YU. Let me be in a place where, you know, life is simple. Why would I put myself in situations where I constantly have to struggle to grow? Why put myself in a situation where, you know, I'm not going to succeed? Um, is it possible that's what the brothers saw? Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly what he's getting at. Because didn't, didn't we say before, like, that was the problem where, ya- where Yitzchak didn't think Yaakov was the right one because he didn't put himself in the so again, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, no, but the brothers thought that he was uh, faking it to make it, and uh, <laughs> very much uh, dragging out the, long, the, 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 the phase of faking it too long, and not making it, right? They thought, he said, you know, oh, okay, so if, uh, so if my father can put him, can, uh, is, is so holy that he doesn't have to uh, struggle and grow, so to me, right? And the brothers were saying, what are you talking about, right? You're not on that madriga, right? <laughs> Because it boils down to it in your life is that if you're not constantly pushing yourself to grow, then nothing's really happening. Your avod Hashem is to actually put yourself in situations and have bitachon Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? To not try to avoid situations. You think you're going to avoid any, any moment of conflict and that's what's going to make you grow and become uh, better? Not necessarily. Part of your avodah Hashem is to trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why don't you have bitach in HaKadosh Baruch Hu that He's going to help you succeed? Right? So, says, says Meshulach says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't like that Yaakov put himself in the situation where he was like, you know what, Shevel Tasadif, I'm going to just like put myself in a situation where I don't have to work hard and I'm not going to put myself in any situations that are difficult or problematic that I have to actually figure it out and think. I'm just going to, you know, uh, whatever Das Torah says, I'm going to fit and they're going to all tell me what to do. I'm going to be a robot. I'm going to be in a clone war and I don't have to actually change my life. And Esau did the same thing. Yaakov did the same thing. Uh, Yosef did the same thing. And, and um, uh, God doesn't like the Yosef doing the same thing. Right? And he didn't like that. Pablo Shimon told me, "Oh, that's your mimeno. You're too calm on the chay Israel, and he created gedolim. He did midrash sak noheg be bnei adam gedolim sharei yehoram lavash sak. Right? Ach neimarlem lo kol emim. Hanu kibinyan adayad eno shayach lechelkam. Rak lechelik Yehuda ki af she'al kol shesh talafim shana pa'al betzidkosh yamod ba'olam ach binyan adayad lo shayach liyuda lo shayach binyan adayad zeh shayach liyuda." Right? So Yosef, really, who does Binyan Adayad? Who does the true kingship belong to? Mm-hmm. Even though there were kings from Yehuda, from, from Yosef and great kings, right? But, none, but the kingdom, the kingdom of, 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 of the children of Yosef is not forever. It's not forever. It's not Adayad. Because in Adayad world, you have to actually put yourself in situations that are, that are, uh, that are complicated. But, it's only the Yehuda children who are putting themselves in situations that are complicated that actually allows them to succeed. Right? Because it's only when you're actually constantly creating continuity and innovation is there growth. But if you're just constantly moving, moving along in the same in the same uh, um, um, lane the whole time, you're not actually changing. Yeah. What about with when he was in Majorim, when he was put in that situation with? Oh, that's all the point. Is that you, we're going to see that he's going to be thrown into the situation where he where he can realize where he has to realize that there there still has to be growth. There still has to be um, a place where 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 you're where you're not just uh, um, 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 doing the bare minimum to get by. Right, where you're constantly doing things that are gonna can 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 be a great failure and be a waste of your time, but are also gonna join be be great for you. So right? come he doesn't get the good of them. Why why doesn't Yosef uh, uh, get that? Yeah. So I have to see explore more Yosef's life. But right now the idea that what uh, what about what a Baruch Hu, what the Mashallah is trying to explain is that yeah, yo, 
is that Yaakov was sitting in Shalva. He was just sitting and saying, you know what, I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything uh, um, I'm questionable, anything problematic. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. Right? And, and Yosef was doing the same thing. And that's why his brothers got really upset at him. The Yosef, Atzadik, Ayat Hamid, Betaromis, Madua, Kol Maase Yehuda, Achi, Asher Oseh, Hashem Atzadik, Beado. And Yosef doesn't understand. I'm doing, um, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to stay out of trouble and I'm not being successful. My brother Yehuda is doing everything he can to be problematic and Kaddish Baruch Hu is being, helping him out. Right? Imiya Kaddish Baruch Hu Mdegdei Katchut HaSehara. Veral Hashem Yitvarach Dugmat Maaseh So Yehuda, Yosef doesn't understand. I am trying to always avoid uh, things and I keep, get, I get, I get, I get, I get thrown in, in a pit. And then I, uh, I, I, I get sold to slavery. And then I'm being seduced by a Shepotibar. And then I'm constantly trying to remove myself from conflict. And all that happens to me is what? I'm further pushed in. And Yehuda, he's not trying to avoid conflict. He's doing whatever he feels is uh, good in the moment. And the Baruch Hu is Matzliach. And the Baruch Hu is Matzliach. Um, Yehuda's, Yehuda's way. And, uh, and, and, and sets up that Tamar is, is, is in the right place at the right time. And that Yehuda's, uh, you know, uh, growing uh, in the right way, in the right time. And it's, Yosef doesn't understand. So God gives him a mashal. What's the mashal? Sarah Mashkim, Sarah Ophim. Okay? Every king has two people that are around him. Okay? We're all kings in this regard. Really, shouldn't be punished. Why was Sarah Mashkim thrown in prison? Because there was a fly in the wine. But a fly is a flying object. I can't always avoid flies. Sarah Mashkim did his best, and yet a, fl- a, a, a fly could have, uh, could have uh, flown into the cup after he already gave part of the, bu- the, the cup. You don't know that there was, the fly was there before. So, so it, well, it's not really his fault. I was Sarah Ophim, but Sarah Ophim. Remember why Sarah Ophim was thrown in jail? Because what? Because he had, there was a pebble, pebble, right? In the, in the bread. But the Sarah Ophim should really be put, should die. Why? Because a rock is an inanimate object. It can't move. You could have inspected it and examined it. Right? But Sarah Ophim, there's a fly there. Yosef is who? Yosef is He's supposed to stand in contrast to Esav. Esav who's trying to be the person who's, who's, uh, who's destroying the world. And Esav is supposed to be the person who stands up. And therefore, if something actually is damaging your loaf, it's on you. It's on you. Right? Because I didn't put this desire of struggle in your mind, in your life. If you're if there's a rock in your in your in your dough, there's a taiva, there's a yitzhara in your mitts, it's because of your negligence. 
because of your negligence. I didn't put that in, right? But Yehuda, but Yehuda, Yehuda is Saramashkin. Ki David HaMelech alav adak shalom nikra batchana de Malka. The Zohar teaches us David HaMelech is the king's gesture. Ve'al nisuach hayayin ishmein shere David. And then when we do nisuach hayayin, when, when we pour the water down the, on the Mizbeach, we sing the songs of David. All the stories of Yehuda In Yehuda's life, God is always turning up Taiva so much that they really have, they really can't do anything. Right? And at the end of the day, can, uh, can, uh, can, uh, can the butler sit there and, and, and swat flies all day? Sure. But, you know, you're serving the paro for 10 years. It's bound to happen that eventually a fly is going to go into the, into the, into the, into the wine. Right? So he, he, Yosef is, all oh, doesn't understand. And God says, don't you get it? You're dealing with uh, pebbles. Right? And there's inanimate objects. If you're a taiva, there's a taiva in your life. You've inserted yourself in the wrong situation. You're making bread on the table that needs to be better inspected. But Yehuda, Yehuda Sarmashkin. David, the gesture. They're always, uh, you know, nishtahir, nishtahir, a little bit uh, out there. And therefore, if Yud is uh, uh, sinning with Tamar, it's because the taiva was amplified. Because I put a bug in there. Because I inserted a, 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 a reality that is beyond their scope. Right? Says the man she loved. Equally could have been me, could equally could have been your negligence, but it's much greater if you're right and I'm wrong. So I'll be wrong. It's much better if you're right. Who is negligent? Uh, me, that I went after Bacheva, or you, that allowed Bacheva to be there just at that moment, just at that time, just when, you know, uh, 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 arrow was shot and hit the rope that was covering her, uh, you know, holding up the the... the, the you know the, the the laundry line, and I happen to see her naked. Who, who who's at fault? Hey, could he kill me? Me? Could he be you? Okay. Let's say let's say it's me. Okay. It's only Yehuda. It's only Yosef who's always trying to be in control of his life. That when something goes out of control, he's literally put to shame. But Yehuda is never trying to be right. Never trying to be in control. So when he's wrong, okay. I never thought I was right. I never rocked around with the notion that I knew what was best. So we see that Yosef, who is Mamish, the, uh, the son of his father, uh, yeah, Yaakov, is the kind of person who says, listen, if, I'm, if, I, if I know that it's going to be good, I'll do it. If I don't know it's going to be good, I'm not going to do it. And therefore, if you really, if you did something wrong, you're going to be really on your, on your coattails, check, checking after you, because you think you're conducting your life right. right? But that's why David Amalek is the first person to say ever in Tanakh, I made a mistake. Because David never thought he was right. And that's why Yehuda is the first person to say, Tamar Tzad Kamimeni. She was right. I was wrong. Why? I never walked around thinking I was right. 
going back to the story in Rebnachman, right, about the, 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 the prince. If you're right, if you, think, if you think you're worthy of being the king and that's why you're sad, then you were never worthy of being the king. And if you're still happy even though you lost the kingship, then I'm happy because that means that you are worthy of being the king. So Yosef is walking around with a Nava and Yira and not trying to uh, trying to always conduct his life uh, accordingly. And therefore, he's always being tested. And Yehuda's always walking around saying, I don't think I'm right. I'm just trying to like figure it out. You know? You know, God's saying, what? You were wrong? What did he say? Right? I was wrong. That's Kami Meni. She was right. <laughs> and I'll be the first to admit it. As the Gemara Sota says, Kaddish Baruch Hu admits it. Tama was right. I was wrong. Right? Tama really realized how it was going to unfold, and I was like, "Yeah, no way, you. Who's going to burn you?" No. no. So how are we supposed to think that? We're supposed to think that we're always wrong. First of all, the man she loved is trying to. First of all, it's not about thinking we're always wrong. It's about not thinking you're always right. Right? If you think you have the right method of how to succeed in secular college, and you're going to write a book on it, oh boy, oh boy, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's only when you don't think you're right that you actually have a. You're you're open to always seeing. Uh, opportunities of growth, right? If I had at any moment thinking that I know what's right, I know the answer, I'm bound to fail. That's when I'm going to find a pebble in my in my in my bread, right? Because I don't want to deal with a, I don't want to be a butler. That's so dangerous. There are flies everywhere. Flies can get into the drink all the time. Let me go to a safe, a safe uh, 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 profession. I'll be a baker, and uh, you know, it'll be easier for me. What about witness? What about witness? But at the end of the day, right, what's important, what's important in life is if you're able to figure out this methodology. Now, the Meshulach is painting two paths. There is the path of the Tzadik. And the Tzadik has to always be right. The Tzadik always has to be right, but when he fails, then, he big time, then he's failing big time. Right? Right? I mean, that's, that's a big problem. If you're a big, big rabbi, a rabbi of a big community, a rabbi of a big yeshiva, and you, and you, and you mess up, that's a big time mess up. If you're a rabbi of nobody and he did something wrong, nobody cares. Right? You know? Did you hear the esteemed rabbi of College Park said something stupid? Who cares? Maybe it's that way you don't give any psakalacha. I give psakalacha. Oh, no, I give psakalacha, I just don't give shortcuts. Somebody asks me a halacha question, I'll give him the answer. If somebody's asking for a shortcut, he gives, he gives, he gives. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll give every person what I think they need. Okay. So you don't think I need? <laughs> no, I think you're, you're. No, I don't think you need shortcuts. I don't think you need to be spoon fed. Shortcuts, shortcuts. Yeah, I think if there's a, if you're asking a lucky question, then like, let's figure it out. Let's talk it out. Let's see what's the closest, best thing for you, right? To give you the answer is not helpful. That's a shortcut. Yeah, you know. Right. So instead of instead instead of helping you work on your issues, I'll give you a uh, medication. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in shortcuts. Let's figure it out. Somebody who needs is totally um, mentally unstable, chemically unstable. Give him medicine, and I'll try to figure it out. Right? I can give everybody what I think uh, they need. But to say that I think I know the answer, no, let's, let's suck it out. Let's figure it out. Right? person asking me uh, uh, a question that shows that he's not trying to grow, sorry, I'm not, not going to entertain that. Right? But a person who's really, really struggling to grow and really just wants to know right now, right? I had somebody came to me today. Said, hey, I live in an apartment. Everybody's got beer. What am I going to do? Pesach's coming. They're not selling it. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I said, hey, I'll give you 70 bucks. Buy two cases of wine. Let's have a wine, wine week. It's better for your metabolism. It's better for concentrating in class. It's also better for sleeping. Let's do a wine week. It's also on me. his comments. So like, eh. that, is, that is a narrative. But let's try to think outside the box. Right? So yes, can I tell them that you can sell it? Can you do this? So there's so much to rely on? For sure, 100%. 100%. The kid's not going to be problematic, right? 
But let's try to uh, change something. Let's do growth. What? Beer, beer belly. It's not good for you. Let's do wine. It's much better. Much more classy. Ready? So at the end of the day, there's a there's a conversation That's to have. But says 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 the Mashiach is that if you're walking around always trying to not fail, then when you fail, wow, you're in trouble. But if you're walking around saying, look, I'm doing my best, and if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. Right? If you come and say to me, say Yonatan, teaching Mashiach is not working anymore. You know what I'll say? By all means, <laughs> teach whatever. Like Echpatli, Echpatli, right? Right? So if you're walking around like Yosef and you're a tzaddik and you're Mr. Right and you know when people are wrong and you're going to tell them that they're wrong and you're going to go to your father and say the brothers are not doing right things and you're always going to point out who's right and who's wrong you better not be wrong. You better not be wrong. Right? But if you're walking around saying listen, I don't know what's right. Try to figure it out. And somebody says yeah, yeah, you're trying to figure it out. You know who this belongs to? Go, heck, that's me. It was me all along. I'm the, I'm the, I actually stole my, I ate my own cookies. Right? I'm the one who stole from the cookie jar. Right? It boils down to the reality of how are you walking around perceiving the world. If you think your actions, you're in control of your actions, and you're in control of your faculties, and you're in control of how you're going to conduct your life, a fly is going to come into your, into your wine. There's nothing you can do about it. But if you're walking around saying, listen... So it boils down back to the Bechirah Hoshis. It boils back down to perception, which is what the Meshach Lach just said. Exactly. He said, he started off the piece by saying... The world thinks that ma- that thoughts are in God's realm and actions in man's realm. I'll tell you the opposite. Actions are in God's realm. Thoughts in man's realm. If you think that you're going to be in control of your life, you're in control of maybe 10% of your life. Right? How, how, how much you're going to get on your test if you're not going to have a brain cramp, if you're not going to space out, if you're not going to be able to, you know, if you're going to sleep really bad that night before. That's not all up to you. The only thing's up to you is how you're going to decide to go about it. So if you're going to think that you're in total control of your life, then every single thing that is altering your reality is going to totally destroy your life. And if you realize that you don't, you don't care what happens, whatever happens, you're going to just perceive it in a way that's going to help you better grow and better connect to Hashem and better connect to yourself, then you're also going to be the first one to admit that you're wrong. Right? Right? As Nava said to me today, Abba, you were wrong. Ima was right. And you know what I said to her? One of Abba's favorite things in the world is to be wrong. To which he said, why? <laughs> said, well, you're out. He tells daughter. Right? Um, I'm happy. I love to be wrong. I love to be wrong. Being right, I get no satisfaction out of being right. <laughs> you know, like, Rabbi, you were right. Thank you. <coughs> no, no, you're wrong. Yeah, no, get satisfaction out of being wrong. About constantly trying to figure out because I don't think I have the absolute truth. I'm figuring it out. The only thing I can actually learn is by my mistakes. The only thing I can actually gather is data on how to not proceed in life. I don't know where I'm going. Right? I don't know. That's what my dad told me, right? When I used to go on dates and they didn't work, my dad used to always say, nothing, there's nothing, like, a, there's nothing, no such thing as a bad date. From a bad date, you learn what you're not looking for. Right? You have no clue what you're looking for. You know what you're not looking for. You go with a girl, you know what you're not looking for. What kind of girl am I looking for? I have no clue. Right? What kind of Jew I want to be? I have no clue. What are Averas? Averas are moments where I realize what I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Do I know who I want to be? I don't know who I want to be. But I've encountered stealing. It's not, I don't, it's not what I want to be. I've encountered lying. It's not who I want to be. I don't know who I want to be. I know who I don't want to be. So being wrong is phenomenal. Unless you're living a world where you everything needs that you're, you're Yosef. But isn't it important to know what you're looking for? What you want to be? What you... Yeah, there's obviously a ballpark. And Yashalach is the first to tell you where you, where you search for that ballpark. And that is what you're struggling with the most. 
But the only thing you can gather, the only data you can gather, which goes back to, you know, the understanding of, like, the only thing we can say about God is what he's not. Right? What is God? I don't know. I know he's not human. I know he's not limited to anything. I know he's transcendent. I also know he's imminent. I know he's omnipotent. I also know that he doesn't care to give us free will and for us to run the show. Right? Like, I don't know anything. I just know what he does. He doesn't need to hold all the cards. He doesn't need to control the reality. Right? He's not looking for absolute truth. As the Rambam points out in Mor Nebuchim, God says, well, you know, I want to go take him through Israel, but they don't really want to go through there because there's going to be war. So I'll go around. What do you mean? You're God. You control the reality. Make sure there's no war. No, that's, not, that's, not, that's not the kind of God he wants to be. What kind of God is he? I don't know. Figuring it out. It's a relationship. Right? I don't know who I married. I just know who she's not. And who she's not is who I didn't want to marry. Right? I'm figuring out every day who she is. Right? There's an infinite amount of layers and awesomeness to her. So, there is, there, the Meshulach is not shying away from there's a Yosef reality. There is a Yosef reality. And Yosef is a phenomenal person, and there's so much to learn from him. But in this it's, regard, it's when Yosef... What? It kind of seems like it's saying it's not attainable for a common person. The there might be other attributes from Yosef that we are going to take away, right? But the Meshulach is definitely saying that when, ya, ya, yo, when Yaakov sat there and said, I want to live a world where I'm not putting myself at risk. I would just want to, you know, better to uh, not love than to uh, love and lo- lost. Right? I don't want to shoot the ball because I don't want to miss. And God says, no. Yeah. No, so. that's not the reality. We, should, we shouldn't be in Yaakov's reality. Right? Because Yaakov Hashem Shalva. God said, no. There's a lot more growth to do. Right? The reality where you take two opposites and bring them together. It's only when Yosef realizes he needs Yehuda can they actually come out of Beit Mitzrayim. And we're going to see that in Vayigash. So we need a combination of Yosef and Yehuda. Vada. Vada. Yeah, but- Sounds like it's not that one's easier. It's not that Yehud is easier because he's like not double checking everything and not. It's not that it's easier. It's it's also hard. It's just different. It's hard to because you could also live in that Yehuda, but it's it's you're just doing things without really thinking. That's not. I don't think that's Yehuda. I think Yehuda is doing things, but like it's very hard also to reach that level of of like really I'm Amish, don't know, but I'm still. They're both still doing it like full the same Shemaim. They're, they're they're both doing what they're doing. Really, but MS because they just want to do the avoda. It's not that Yosef's totally doing avoda and Yehuda's just like not really thinking about it and like it'll all work out. I think he's, they're both, I mean, I, I'm sure they're okay, both so doing it like it's Shemaim, just different approach. It's not like Yehuda's doing it, but they don't necessarily have like the clearest understanding, but they're yeah. in the ballpark. They're, 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 they're definitely both, both, right? And then what Chazal pointed out is that Mordechai, right? Mordechai, who's from Shevet, from Yosef, is Ish Yehudi, Hayah, He's like, he's, he's literally a Yosef, but now we need a Yehuda. There's no Yehudas around, so I'm going to be a Yehuda. Right? Like, that's what it is. Right? Now, let Esther be the Yosef. And Esther's the Yosef. She's in the palace, behind the scenes. And Mordechai's going to be a Yehuda, even though he's not a Yehuda. He's from Benjamin. He's a Yosef. But right now, he needs somebody to step up and be a Yehuda. Not by chance. You know, the, the author of this book is Mordechai Yosef. Right? He is the person that holds the duality of that. He is the Ishbitzer Rebbe who, like, you know, is telling us that there's, like, a world where things don't make sense. Right? And then there's a world where I'll tell you what I do know for sure. When you think you're right, you're wrong. <laughs> it's like, whenever you're going to try to manipulate reality, that's when it's going to slap you in the face. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So there's reality of, 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 of Shalva, which God is not for. He wants a reality of Shalom. It's only when, right, and the, the prophets keep saying, right, he's going to take Eitz Yosef and Eitz Yehuda and bring them together. That's the whole idea of of, of, of true shalom, of true uh, harmony, of true of true tikkun uh, olam um, is when Eitz Yehuda and Eitz Yosef become one, one tree, one tree. 
right? Where there's no dichotomy anymore. When there's no tovara. When there's just one, one. Right? When there's no Sarah of Mashkim or Sarah Ofim, there's beer bread. Right? There's a there's, there's one one reality. But the Avoda, the Avoda Sashem that the Meshulach is portraying is that the actions are not up to you. If a fly is gonna fly into your wine, you're not in control of that. You're not in control of that. And therefore, I'm not gonna kill you. But if you're a baker and you're not walking or you're not in a reality where there's constantly flies. Um, um, flying around, be careful. Right? Right? You go to Maryland and there's constantly uh, women, you know, uh, flying around. Uh, you know, um, um, okay. If somebody lands in your in your keg, uh, okay. You know, what can you do? You did your best. But if you go to uh, you know uh, uh, yeshiva yeshiva university and you find uh, you know uh, edible uh, in your in your in your in your hot in your meal, then you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. Because this is not this is a place where you went because there's no there's you chose this line of action because there was no struggle here, so don't make any 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 excuses, right? It boils down again to the spigot. It boils right, which boils back up again as to your perception, right? right? Are you because trying? Everything comes back together to this that, that perception argument, Revy. It's not an argument; it's a reality that every scientist will tell you is one hundred percent true. When we leave this room, this room doesn't exist anymore. It turns it turns into frequency. Everything's a matter of perception. Right. It's only when we walk into it and actually experience the photons uh, as light bouncing off things do we actually see this as an existence. It doesn't exist. What is existence? Explain what existence is. It's all perception. You're going off Schrodinger's cat on us. It's not, I mean, it's not Schrodinger's cat. There was Rukuk's cat way before Schrodinger, but that's fine. Rukuk's cat is, uh, at least it doesn't die. Rukuk's cat is just, you realize it's not, it's not a nose and a tail. It's a whole cat. Um... But uh, um, but but the idea is the idea is, the, is is that right? It boils down to your perception. So if your perception is that you're in control of your life, then when things go wrong, you better have an answer. And if you're walking around with life's not in my control, what is in my control is am I going to grow from this or not? Right? But can you perceive you be... anything as going wrong or right? That's again your choice to perceive as wrong or right. So you could just perceive anything as wrong and then say, oh, whatever, I did something wrong. But like you know, as Rabbi Nachman taught us. Lo hakol tamid tov, aval hakol tamid letova. Isn't it just as dangerous? I don't know what that means. Not everything, not everything is, is always good, yeah, but everything but is always for the good. For the good. Um, right? So not everything is always good, right? You gotta be but minus, but it's not good. No, no, no. Don't bring out B minus. You can talk about a B plus not being okay, but B minuses are just. So right, that's, that's right. As, 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 as Gil pointed out, the different the, right, the Rabbi Akiva and his Rabbi, right? Rabbi Akiva says, "Kol David Rachman Latavavid." Everything that that Hashem does is, is for is, is 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 good. Or you can say, um, or you can say what Nachum Yishgamzu, as the Rabbi said, which is Gamzu Latova. This is also good. Not that it's it's going to turn out good. This actually this imminent reality is good, and that's already a higher level of, of Nachum, which not everybody reaches the level of Nachum and Nachman. Some people are just on level of Akiva, right? Yeah. Isn't going around with uh, the mindset that you aren't in control just as dangerous as the reverse, as in that you believe everything is fate to happen? When you do that, it gets easy to throw the bad actions that you do commit, which is up, oh, it's fate to happen. No, so I'm not saying that nothing's in your control. Everything's in God's control. Right? I'm not saying that it's yes, not in my control. God intended me to do this. Right, but but all you just did is had a perception where I don't have to take care of this. But that's exactly. what, right. But that's the that's the whole that's the whole thing of the mashiach. 
what happens is not in your control. How you perceive it is in your control, right? How you perceive it is in your control. So if I perceive uh, an upcoming uh, struggle as something that uh, was, was, has to happen because this is a situation I live in, everybody does this in college, and therefore I can't say no, you chose to perceive it that way. Not everybody does this so in college, everybody. right? Or even if it did something wrong, if I perceive it as, well, you know what, it wasn't in my control, then of course, then you have the bad perception, right? If, this per- if, if your perception is not bringing you closer to God, right? That's what Rabbi Nachman once said, right? Nobody can say he's my student if he says the phrase, my wife got me upset. Because there was a, a galaxy of travel from where your wife annoyed you to where you made the choice to get upset, right? It's always your so choice. If, if, if you annoy me, I still have the choice to get upset or not. You're saying everything we do, it was, was fair to happen, but how we see it and what we gain from it is our own... Yes, but no. Because when you say it was fate to happen, that's already you have a perception of how it was supposed to be. I'm putting in the best terms that I made. Right. So every... The world... As we said last time, as Mordechai says to Esther, salvation will come. The only question is you want to be part of it. Right? There will be salvation. The world is already headed towards a place of tikkun olam. Whether we take charge or not. As the, the, as the Ramchal says in Das Tunos, they will know me, quoting God, they will know me either through the good or they will know me by realizing that their ways of opposing me are wrong. Right? So the perception of the action is more important than the action oh, itself. Oh, 100%. 100%. Right? If I get up for shul or not tomorrow, that means very little. What means very much is, am I perceiving it as, this is a point for me to grow, or am I blaming other people? Which is what Rabbi Nassim is going to say. Right? Why are Adam and Chava thrown out of Gan Eden? Because when God said to Adam, what you did? He said it was Chava. He said to Chava, what you did? Right? It was Nanachash. You say there's like freedom of choice. Doesn't the man show say there's like freedom of choice? Meaning like you choose individual actions. Isn't that also what he says? You, what you're gonna choose is very much based on your perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So your perception. What? Right. If I choose, if I choose to, pers- if I, if I, uh, um, um, um. So the only free choice we have is in, is in our perception. One hundred percent. Should be not. Bechira chavshit is the freedom of perception. Animals don't have it. Animals have freedom of choice. I can call my dog Lucky, come, and Lucky cannot come. But he can't, he can't perceive me calling him as anything but me calling him. He can choose not to come, but he has no ability to perceive it as, oh, uh, let's take a bath. Chimps right? What? Chimps have that I, I heard also, also uh, higher evolved um, Homo sapiens sapiens named women also have that ability. Um, but they're highly, highly evolved, unlike men. Who are just uh, have uh, we are have a hard time perceiving anything as word. as dirty, right? Um, this is this. I only wore it for three days. It's still clean. Right? That's your perception of it. Doesn't mean that that's your wife's perception of it. Wait till you get married, right? All uh, right. Can you clean you the bathroom? The I just like cleaned the bathroom. Yeah, no, that's weeks. not that's not cleaning the bathroom, right? Um, but right, you're you definitely you're gonna how you perceive things. If you walk into Maryland and say, you know, my perception is that it's full of tumma and full of bad and full of and full of of horrible things then that's how you're going to perceive it, right? And if you're going to look at it differently, you're going to see it differently, right? As I said to Elisha Shabbos, I'm like, thank you for setting the bar so low. Everything else my dad loved afterwards, right? Um, um, but it's all your perception of it. If, you, if, you, if your perception is that, is that, everything, is that everything is on the... Every, everything, everything, she was going to think I'm such a schgatz after that Well, Well, first of all, it was my dad. And my dad, I think, is a little more dynamic and not as shallow as, uh, as some yes. people might think. And he's able to... To, uh, yeah, to realize amazing. the things, but also, um, but but there, but there's an idea, right? If your it's perception, like if your perception that that, uh, that 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 sexuality is bad and it's and it's horrible and the greatest thing to do is celibacy, then of course sexuality is not going to become something that is going <coughs> to bond you together, but merely a physical attractions of uh, of of of, uh, of neurons firing together, 
But if you're going to understand that sexuality actually is the greatest and most profound thing, and the Zohar says you're not even actually starting Shmirat Abrit until you get married, till then you're just not Pogeim Abrit, right? And then you realize that, oh my God, this whole idea of guarding the covenant can only happen through sex, right? So it's, it's, it, your perception is going to very much influence how you're going to react next. Right? So if I perceive myself as, you know what, I, I, I didn't wake up for davening today is because of my alarm clock. So I'm, more, I'm going to be more prone to not waking up next. Right? And that will be a decision not to wake up. But that's based on my perception of how I see things. So I can look around the world and say, right, a hundred, that's all you have. The only thing that's in your control is your perception. Right? Only thing that's in your control is your perception. So the Yetzirah is going to try to change your perception to say that because you sinned, you're a sinner. Because you stole, you're a thief. And because you lied, you're a liar. And your job is to counter that and say, I admit that I did those things and I deny that that's who I am. So is right? that why, is that, is that why when you perceive... I'm not sure. Is that why when we say we perceive to have given up? That's the only sin because the only sin, right. the way that we have control over actually right. is how we perceive it. Right. So if we perceive right. that we've given up, right. that's the sin. And if you gave, right, if you gave up, because then you're can, no longer in the game. If we can, can continue to perceive it in any other way, it's the game is so afoot, you know, it's right. all still going. What's the job of a good uh, defender? Just, a job of a good defender is to make you miss once, twice, and then ha- have you second guess yourself, right? And then, and then you don't have to guard him. And then it's five on four because he's not shooting from out there, right? Because the three, four, four third time, he's, he's 0 for 4 from out there. And a good player has to say, what? Who cares? Who cares? I missed four times, right? I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep shooting, right? It doesn't boil, it doesn't boil down to that. A coach is not going to take you out because you're not, you're going to take you out because you're not shooting. Keep shooting. I mean, if you're taking stupid shots, it's a different thing. But if you're open and you're missing, fine, who cares? Keep shooting and you're going to eventually hit it, right? No good, nobody's choosing a player because he has a 100% shooting average. So when it boils, it, right, right. So it's it bo- no, it's, it's like it's like Ray Allen. Ray Allen missed 11, 11 shots in the finals, came back in uh, the day after and like hit them all. Right. So so right. So 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 what? So so this is it, right? So the the eights are trying to make you second guess yourself and for you to perceive things differently. Now your job is to say, you know what? Um... I'm, 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 I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to do my best. And I, as, mo- as long as I perceive myself as a pr- good person, um, I'm going to be more prone to doing good. I perceive myself as a bad person, I'm going to be more prone to doing bad. That's why we don't believe in prisons. Judaism doesn't exist. Prisons doesn't exist. Because the prison is a place where I tell you you're bad, and I'm going to put all you and all the bad people together. And then you're going to feed off each other's depression and sadness and just become more worse. Where what we're going to do is we're going to put you with all the positive people and all the Levim and all the holy people, and they're going to shape your perception to a place where you're going to totally see your life differently. But it's, there's a huge, there's a huge, like, with, with the other Levim, but there's also, like, you're putting all the people who screwed up in the same... So I've, I'm sure you've learned Mako before. But Mako gets into real depth about the ratio. There's always has to be a ratio. There has to be always a, 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 a two to three ratio of the good people, of the positive people, of the Levim. And if there's too many people, then we can't do that. Then we have to change it up. Right, of course. If there's, if there's, if there's 90% uh, uh, bad people and 10% good, there's no influence. Right? Right? So it's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 40, 60 split between the two. You're still surrounded either by like very positive influences or very negative influences? Well, the idea is, is that if they, they're not all coming together, there's going to be a, a, a slow g- a, a growth and, and already, by, by first it starts, you know, with 60 to 1 and they're all influencing him and then 60 to 2, right? And then hopefully by the end, that one is already into the 61 and influencing the other people and be like, I was you 30 years ago, right? I'm saying like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, change your perception. Stop looking at it. You know, everybody did this to me. They all screwed me over. They're, you know, I'm innocent. I did nothing wrong. And like, no, the first part of therapy is acceptance. 
Right? The first part is accepting. Accepting this is your life. Avi will tell you this. Right? He's learning all about it. Accept it. Because the moment, as long as you're still in denial, there's, there's not going to be any change, there's not going to be any growth as long as you're still in denial. But the minimum, right? denial is not only a river in Egypt, but there's a reason it exists in Egypt. Right? Because as long as you're in denial, Mr. Paro, then there's not going to be no change. Right? So there has to be a, a reality of acceptance, and once you accept, then there's a, a, a moment where you can move on. And, you know, depart yourself from that person and say, I'm not that person. Right? Uh, um, um, and that's something profound, which is what the Admor Azaken says. We say, we say on, your, on, 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 on uh, our whole job on the 40 days of repentance is to constantly say, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, till you be like, holy cow, I don't want to be that person. I mean, great, so don't. That's it. Stop. Right? And Kippur is the day where you decide who you don't want to be, and then you have 364 days to figure out who you do want to be. Right? And we learn by trial and error. We can't learn any other way. We don't build the learning by trial and error. Doesn't 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 work. There's no other way. The only the only way there that there is no growth is when God says to you, "Why'd you do?" And you say, "It was she did it, right? It was her. It wasn't me. I was a victim. Play like the victim. There's no growth, right? You can say to yourself either, "What did I do wrong?" or "Who did this to me?" If you say, "Who did this to me?" You're not going to grow. If you say, "What did I do wrong?" You're going to grow, right? You play the victim card. There's no growth, right? And that's something very important. <sighs> okay, okay.